This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, we'll be discussing Bitcoin battling 20,000 as trader calls bank chaos of 2008 all over again. That's right. Literally, Silicon Valley Bank is down 60% today. First Republic Bank is down 31% today. And Signature Bank is down 21% today. All three bank stocks are currently halted. And these three banks combined have nearly $500 billion in deposits. And as pointed out exactly six years ago today, the SEC rejected the first Bitcoin spot ETF and none have been approved since all in the name of investor protection. Yeah, right. And quote in billionaire venture capitalist Tim Draper, looks like Bitcoin is the safest money out there. Hashtag trust, hashtag freedom. And also this just in $819 billion bank standard chartered to offer Bitcoin and crypto custody in the EU through their subsidiary. Also in today's show, Coinbase still a buy for Kathy Wood as ARK Invest buys its biggest batch of Coinbase in 2023. Also in today's show, Meta working on a text-based decentralized social network codenamed P92. Also we'll be discussing Joe Biden's budget proposes a 30% tax on crypto mining electricity usage. Quoting Dennis Porter, a 30% tax on miners would be unfair and targeted discrimination. It would effectively kill Bitcoin mining in the USA. Imagine if we put a 30% tax on internet companies in the 90s. It would have ensured that all the jobs and economic growth occurred outside the USA. Also in today's show, breaking news, New York Attorney General files a lawsuit against KuCoin and declares Ethereum a security. Also in today's show, I'll be sharing the worst case scenario for Bitcoin and the crypto market in the short term, according to popular crypto analyst Jason Pizzino will also be taking a look at the overall crypto market all this plus so much more in today's show Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And with that being shared, welcome everyone just tuning in. And as you can see, the entire crypto market has been crashing as anticipated, as I shared in the past couple of episodes. It was to be expected with the U.S. government dumping large amounts of Bitcoin on Coinbase and all of these major your banks experiencing some major tribulations right now. So let's uh, first start today's show with taking a look at the market watch. We can see Bitcoin and all the major cryptos in the blood red with Bitcoin down 8% for the day, currently trading just above $19,900. I'm curious how many of you took advantage of this dip. Let me know. We also have Ether down a whopping 7%, uh, trading just above $1,400 and just not looking good whatsoever. Also checking out coinmarketcap.com. 
The market cap is no longer above a trillion. We're at 931 billion, which is not a good sign with 83 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Bitcoin dominance 41.4% with the Ether dominance at 18.6%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours, only a handful, including Cosmos up 2%, trading at 11 bucks. Pax Gold up almost 2%, trading at $1,847. And then we have Stablecoin Fay USD and many stables because, again, not many uh, cryptos are actually in the green uh, for the past uh, 24 hours. And checking out the uh, the markets for the past week, massive bloodshed. All the alts virtually minus a handful are obviously uh, experiencing very difficult times with some of them down as much as 20%, such as CFX, Dash down 16.6%, and it's just not looking good. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, finally back in deep fear, which is a 34. Yesterday was a 44. Last week, a 50, which is neutral. And last month, a 58 in greed. So yeah, I have a question for y'all. And at the end of the show, I'll be reading all of the questions out loud and you have an opportunity to ask me anything. But how low do you think we go during this crash? Do you think the low is in? Also must throw out there that we closed the CME futures gap at 19,800, which is definitely a good omen for us to continue moving upwards. But we shall see. Let me know. And uh, yeah, so let's check out some of the charts. Bitcoin struggled to reclaim 20,000 support on the March 10th Wall Street Open as fears mounted over Silicon Valley Bank's contagion. And traders uh, from Cointelegraph Markets Row and TradingView followed Bitcoin as it nursed fresh losses, reaching a low of 19,500 on Bitstamp. Bitcoin has seen further downside prior to the open as embattled SVB Financial saw another 6% wiped off its stock price in a move that mimicked crypto exchange banking partner Silvergate. SVB also began to spark knock-on effects for non-U.S. banks on the day. And for crypto analyst Mikhail Vende Pop, he goes on to share, first it was Silvergate, then Silicon Valley Bank, and now First Republic Bank, all sinking massively on the markets. It's 2008 all over again. Deja vu, right? And with that, U.S. equity started the March 10th session in the red as nervous traders waited to see the full extent of the SVB contagion. As quoting this dude right here, is a banking crisis beginning to hit? Japanese banks down 5 to 6%. Bank of America down 6%. Barclays down 6%. JPM down 5.4%. Wells Fargo down 6.13%. The dogs which are not barking in the night are Eurozone GSIBs yet. So yeah, uh, now, both Silvergate and Silicon Valley seemingly invested in low-yield treasuries before the Fed tightening cycle, treasuries that nobody would want to buy now with risk-free treasuries at 5% directly from the government. Uh, quoting Scott Melker, they were forced to sell at a steep discount, uh, talking on massive losses or taking massive losses. This further shakes the market's faith, causes more withdrawals and leads to insolvency. And in terms of the Bitcoin price action, Van Day Pop 
eyed levels as low as 18,000 for potential long entry and above 20,000 on the other hand was now a short opportunity as he tweeted here levels I'd be looking at with Bitcoin potential shorts around 20,600 and or 21.4 with uh, potential longs at 18.1 to 18.6 including bullish divergence and or higher low confirmation. Uh, yeah, and a silver lining came in the form of what markets commentator Holger described as a mixed U.S. job data, helping allay fears of a significant policy shift by the Fed. Quoting him here, traders are now pricing in 25 BPS hike from the Fed in March following today's job data. Previously, 50 BPS was priced and data from CME Group's FedWatch tool confirmed the switch around and market expectations for the upcoming Federal Open Market Committee meeting due March 22nd, literally in 12 days. So for some, the extent of the SVB crisis was the reason to believe that the Fed would have no choice but to abandon its monetary tightening and pivot on rich, uh, interest rate hikes. Uh, quoting David Bailey, SVB dealing with a full-blown run on the bank. The bad news is this is going to accelerate very quickly into systemic crisis. And also quoting uh, right here, as I mentioned in the intro, this is crazy. Silicon Valley Bank is down 60% just today. First Republic Bank down 31% and Signature Bank down 21%. So that's nearly $500 billion in deposits. Not a good look. And uh, a reminder that six years ago today, the SEC rejected the first Bitcoin spot ETF and none have been approved since. We got Draper saying Bitcoin is the safest money out there. Let me know if you agree with the billionaire venture capitalist and breaking news also just in. Finally, some positive news from a bank. $819 billion bank standard chartered is going to offer crypto and Bitcoin custody in the EU through their subsidiary. So there you have it. I mean... Obviously, times like this uh, could make or break many investors. So what are you doing? Let me know your um, your plan uh, moving forward. Are you stacking sats? Are you buying the dip? Are you selling your crypto? Are you looking to buy lower? What do you have in plan? Let me know. And with that being shared, now let's discuss ARK Invest purchasing more Coinbase shares, actually their biggest purchase of 2023. Check it out. Amid Coinbase, which trades as coin, tumbling about 8% Thursday, Kathy Wood's investment manager, ARK Invest, bought the biggest amount of the stock since the start of 2023. On March 9th, which is literally yesterday, ARK purchased 301,437 Coinbase shares valued at $17.5 million for its ARK Innovation Exchange Traded Fund, known as ARKK. And according to an investor notification, the company also bought 52,500 Coinbase shares worth $3 million for its ARK Next Generation Internet ETF, referred to as ARKW. Now, ARK's latest investments comprise of the largest single Coinbase stock acquisition thus far this year in 2023, accounting for roughly 30% of all Coinbase purchases this year. The amount significantly exceeds ARK's total Coinbase stock buys of around $13 million back in January. Wood's investment firm bagged $42 million worth of the Coinbase stock uh, just last month in February. And in addition to Coinbase, ARK had also actively bought Robinhood stock. On March 9th, the company purchased another 265,566 Robinhood shares valued at $2.5 million for its ARK fund. The purchase came shortly after ARK packed similar amounts of Robinhood shares, buying 268,000 and 219,000 shares on March 8th and the 6th, respectively. Now, the news comes amid reports suggesting that ARK 
has earned more than 70% of its 300 million in fees since ARK's price plummeted by 30 or 76% since its all-time high. This was back in February of 2021. And in 2023, ARK earned an average of roughly 230,000 in fees daily as the fund's value slightly recovered, surging from around 30 bucks in early January to $37.30 in mid-March. Now the new Coinbase stock purchase uh, further reaffirms the company's bullish sentiment towards the crypto industry and Bitcoin focused on technology innovations like self-driving cars and genomics. ARK Invest founder Wood is one of the biggest crypto bulls in the world, believing the king crypto will hit a million dollars per coin in the not-so-distant future due to the promising potential as a risk on asset. And the latest bullish investments came despite the crypto market facing another wave of panic selling due to Silvergate Crypto Bank announcing plans to wind down operations and liquidate the bank. On March 10th, Bitcoin now dipped below 20000 which is precisely where we're at at the time of this recording. So there you have it. Now let's discuss this next uh, piece of news, which just came in breaking and is brand new to me. So probably brand new to you as well. And that's Meta working on a text-based decentralized social network, codename P92. I wouldn't expect anything decentralized from Meta. So here we go. Meta, the parent company of Facebook and Instagram, is reportedly creating a separate text-based content app that will support ActivityPub, the decentralized social networking protocol that powers Mastodon and other decentralized apps that compete with Twitter. The upcoming app codename P92 will be an Instagram branded and allow users to log in with their existing Instagram credentials, according to a report by TechCrunch. The P92 team plans to follow a fork approach in the initial product version with users' profiles populated with their Instagram account details, such as name, username, bio, profile photo, and followers. And according to the product brief, the app will adhere to the company's current privacy policy, but it will also have a supplementary privacy policy in terms a service that specifically addresses cross-app data sharing. Now, technology companies and startups have been looking to take advantage of the growing trend of Twitter users seeking alternative platforms. In the recent months, several rival platforms such as Mastodon, Post.News, and T2 have either launched or gained traction in their efforts to attract these users. Now, the current plan for the minimum viable product is to enable users to broadcast posts to people on other servers. However, it is still undecided whether users can follow and view people's content on the servers. The app's initial version will include features such as tappable links in the post with previews, user bio, username, verification badges, images, and videos that can all be shared. Kind of sounds like a decentralized version of Twitter, if you are to ask me. It will also have functionalities such as followers and likes, but it is uncertain whether commenting and messaging features will be included in the product's first version. The development team is also discussing the possibility of allowing content to be reshared like Twitter, but only for business and creator accounts. The NVP will integrate a rights manager for first-party content from the beginning, but not third-party content from other apps and servers. Cointelegraph reached out to Meta for the confirmation, but this article will be updated once that confirmation becomes available. But these are the rumors that have leaked. It's interesting how many of you would be interested in using a decentralized social network created uh, by Meta? Let me know. For me, it's kind of a rough decision because I don't trust Meta. I don't trust Zuckerberg. I don't trust these centralized platforms. But at the end of the day, if they put out a good product and it's truly decentralized, I may be open to using it. But let me know about you. Now, with that being shared, now let's discuss some breaking news of Joe Biden wanting to tax crypto mining in the U.S. 30%. 
which is outrageous and absolutely would drive out adoption in the United States uh, as it would make no sense to mine Bitcoin anymore. Hence, they continue to attack Bitcoin. Why? Because Bitcoin is uh, basically a direct threat to the central banking system, and it couldn't be any more apparent if you're to ask me. So let's break this down, shall we? The U.S. crypto miners could eventually be subject to a 30% tax on electricity costs under a budget proposal by Biden aimed to reduce mining activity. Not a good look for the United States, that's for sure. A Department of the Treasury Supplementary Budget Explainer paper released March 9th said any firm using resources, whether they be owned or rented, would be subject to an excise tax equal to 30% of the cost of electricity used in digital asset mining. Now, in the proposed tax, it would be implemented after December 31st, phased in over three years at a rate of 10% a year, reaching the max of 30% tax rate by the third year. So by the third year, you're probably not going to have any Bitcoin miners left in the U.S. if they were to uh, follow this law. Crypto miners would be reporting requirements to the amount and type of electricity used as well as the value of that electricity. Crypto miners who acquire their electricity needs off the grid would still be subject to the tax and would be required to estimate the electricity cost generated by any electricity generating plant. In its reasoning for the tax, the Treasury claimed the energy consumption of the crypto mining operations has negative environmental effects, which you and I both know is nothing more than FUD. Increased the prices for those sharing a grid with the operations and creates uncertainty and risks to local utilities and communities, quoting them here, an excise tax on electricity usage by digital asset miners could reduce mining activity along with associated environmental impacts and other harms. And just makes you wonder, look at all the environmental harms going on across the world right now. Does the government give two craps about any of it? No, they perpetuate those harms to the environment. So do you think they care about the environmental harm from mining Bitcoin? No, it's just because Bitcoin is a direct threat to the central banking cartels. That, my friend, is a fact. No argument. In March 9th statement, the White House also confirmed reports is looking to end a tax strategy for crypto transactions that it estimates would raise $24 billion. Current rules allow crypto investors to sell digital assets at a loss for tax purposes, what's known as tax loss harvesting, and then immediately buy back those cryptos. The new rules would bring crypto trading tax rules in line with stocks, where such a practice is not permitted under the wash sale rules. So there you have it. And uh, Dennis Poitier's response, a 30% tax on miners would be unfair and targeted discrimination. It would effectively kill Bitcoin mining in the USA. Imagine if we put a 30% tax on internet companies in the 1990s, it would have ensured that all the jobs and economic growth occurred outside of the USA. And I think he makes a great point. What do you think would likely occur to Bitcoin mining in the US if they received that 30% uh, tax on all Bitcoin mining? I think it's not going to be a good look whatsoever. And just another reason people are going to be flocking to El Salvador, Bitcoin country. You feel me? Now let's discuss uh, something uh, pretty interesting as the New York Attorney General went after KuCoin and they're deeming Ethereum a security unlike the CFTC uh, head, which I shared yesterday, who said Ethereum is not a security. So let me break down this controversy, shall we? Now, two weeks ago, the New York Attorney General Letitia James and the Office of the Attorney General filed a lawsuit against Coinex. And on Thursday, they filed the lawsuit against crypto trading platform 
KuCoin. So if you have any crypto on KuCoin, I suggest moving it off that exchange ASAP. Maybe set up a uh, Binance account. That would be my go-to exchange. The charges against KuCoin include failing to register as a securities and commodities broker-dealer and falsely representing itself as an exchange. James detailed that through the action, she hopes to ban KuCoin from operating in New York and said it was her latest enforcement action to rein in crypto uh, platforms. The lawsuit also details that the crypto asset Ethereum, Terra Luna, and Terra UST are securities. The petition argues that ETH, just like Luna and UST, is a speculative asset that relies on the efforts of third-party developers in order to provide profit to the holders of ETH. The complaint's press release detailed on Thursday, and because the state of New York's uh, OAG believes that these crypto assets are securities, KuCoin failed to register as a licensed broker in the state. The lawsuit itself explains why it defines Ethereum as a security. Here's what it states. Ethereum is promoted as an investment. The developers of Ethereum promoted it as an investment that was contingent on the growth of the Ethereum network. For instance, the Ethereum Foundation notes on its website that many Ethereum users see it as an investment similar to Bitcoin and other cryptos. And in addition, the ICO documents included representations that Ethereum production would dramatically slow over time, resulting in Ethereum becoming increasingly scarce and thus more valuable. And while the news of KuCoin being sued by James and the AOG is interesting, the crypto community has been focused on the fact that the New York Attorney General is calling Ethereum a Security. After James' press release and the court filing were published, the topic of whether or not Ethereum is a security has become a topical conversation on social media and crypto forums. So let me know your thoughts. Do you feel the SEC or CFTC will officially deem uh, Ethereum a security? Let me know because obviously it's no longer a uh, proof of work and it's a proof of stake. And then they have all of the reasons they're justifying it as a security, which I just outlined for you in this article. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. This could have a drastic impact on the overall greater crypto market if you think about it, because virtually every crypto exchange sells Ethereum. You know what I mean? So if it is deemed a security, then every exchange is in violation of the Securities Act. You know what I mean? Just like they're alleging uh, KuCoin is. So it'll be interesting. Uh, and I'll be keeping you posted with the latest updates in future episodes. And with that being shared, now for the moment, we have all been waiting for. Let's discuss the worst case scenario for Bitcoin in the overall crypto market. Now that Bitcoin has revisited $20,000 and then we'll do some live uh, Q&A. A wildly followed crypto analyst and trader predicts Bitcoin's potential path forward over the near term. Analyst Jason Pizzino tells his 300,000 YouTube subs while he is bullish on Bitcoin over the long term. The flagship crypto asset could fall by around 15% from the current levels to below 19,000 in the short term. And we're not so far off, quoting him here, on a little longer term than the hourly chart on the daily chart. We have 21.5. We have 20,500 support levels and probably worst case scenario around the mid 18,000s. So there to me are pretty good buying opportunities that are under 22 Gs. Overall, the macro structure, nothing has changed here. Still long-term macro bullish. Yes, the short term could be bearish, but that's what happens throughout a macro pitcher. And according to Pizzino, prices under 22000 present an accumulation opportunity for the King Crypto. Quitting him here, under 22000 like I've been saying for a while now, between that 18 and 22 is probably one of our best buying opportunities if we're able to get that low in this region here between 18 and 22 And lo and behold, we're dead in the middle of that target right now at 20000 He also shares it may only get to our halfway point at around 20500 So keep that in mind if you're looking to dollar cost average. It's Bitcoin, longer term. 
term. The crypto analyst further says that his bullish thesis for Bitcoin over the long term will be invalidated if the flagship digital asset plunges below 18.5, quoting him again. At the moment, we're in the house of those shorter term bearish corrections. Hopefully, it goes as low as possible and maintains the bullish structure, which for my analysis is around 18,500. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analyst. And also to watch this video he did entitled, this could be your last chance to wipe out the market, or it could be their last chance to wipe out the market, referring to the government and the market makers. Check the show notes below the video in the description. And where do you feel the target will likely be for the low? Do you feel the low is currently in, or do you think we'll test lower lows? Let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.